I'm in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. You ain't cooking up. We cooking up, chopping up. D King. Lay down. Trap side, rap side, Don and the King. Gonna do it. We gonna do it. Chop it up. Good evening, good evening. Welcome to another Sunday of Chopping It Up with the Conduit. This is episode six. And tonight's guest, we have the official tamboy in the house, Mr. Bodega Bams. I'd like to welcome everybody into the room. Um, thank you for joining me every Sunday, well, every other Sunday for this past second season. It's been a, a great experience. Um, we are on all DSPs and podcasts on Vivo. Uh, that's Spotify, that's Apple Podcasts, that's Audio Mac, that's SoundCloud, and we are a podcast on Vivo. So please subscribe, you know, share, comment, you know, and tell a friend to tell a friend. If you want, please share the live today. We have a very special guest in the house, Mr. Bodega Bams. Peace to everybody in the chat. I see all of you, BK Juni, Hollywood, my brother with the team, Myron, what's up? Classic 90s, what's up? I'm waiting for Bo, uh, Brother Bodega to, you know, join in with us and we get ready to start this episode, which is um, episode six. Um, we also already have uh, all 20, what, all 20 episodes, season one on all DSPs already. We had some great special guests from Rock Marciano to, you know, the great Fatty Fox, J Period. I mean, I can go on and on. A couple of the young MCs from UFO Feed to Unk Nasty, um, Crime Apple, we doing it all. So um, this season, we already have a couple up from uh, Rome Streets to Premium Pete. And recently, we just uh, released Shea Noir's interview along with General Steele. So make sure that you can uh, please, uh, you know, share, rate, subscribe, comment, because all of this really helps and i see my brother bodega bams has joined the building everybody y'all say what's up to the brother i'm about to get ready to bring him in here the last time we was mobbing it up in uh washington dc and adams morgan man on on, on rented bicycles and everything yo hey man you know what i'm saying when you got one life to live you gotta live it correctly man that was, indeed, that, indeed, that, was, that was a time that was a time yeah definitely a time man how's everything holding with you during this COVID situation everything good yo Pardon, before we start this, I got yeah. my daughter in the other room. She sleeps. So if I got to go over there to, you know what I'm saying? Just yeah, wanted... we already know, man. It's about the babies. I know what's going Yeah, time yeah, yeah. Um, so how COVID? I mean, yo, bro, COVID been COVID, bro. You know what I mean? We we maneuvering. We making sure we healthy. We making sure um, we following protocol because a lot of people don't be following the protocol, man. I'd be messed up. But, you know, um, thank God, like, you know, nobody... On my side, I got a few people that had it, but nobody passed away from it. You know what I'm saying? So, Word. maintaining. Man, that's a beautiful thing, man. I'm definitely watching you working. So, um, I know with baby girl in the other room sleep, I'm gonna go ahead and we can go ahead and breeze through this. I got some. Now we ain't gotta breeze. We gotta breeze. No, I'm I mean, saying. breeze in a good in a good way, brother. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Because yeah. honestly, with with my uh, interviews, I really don't like to take up a lot of the time on the Sundays because I know it's usually family time or chill time. But yeah. at the same time, I make sure that the questions are pertinent and people get to know what the deal is. You feel me? Well, all right. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right. So we're gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and start it off here, man. Uh, this is episode six, uh, second season, chopping it up with the conduit. Y'all see who I got up in here, man. Uh, my brother Bodega Bams. Uh, thank you for signing on tonight, my brother. 
My man, I appreciate the opportunity, boss. All right, that's 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 love, man. All right, let's get busy, man. So how was it growing up in Spanish Harlem? Growing up in Spanish Harlem was wavy, man. You know what I'm saying? It was um it was dangerous, it was fun, it was mm -hmm. it was poor, it was it was madness, it was everything all rolled up in one, man. When you from the hood, you know, all hoods most all hoods got the same similarities, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. people trying to survive, people trying to make ends meet. Um, people trying to create so you know that's what spanish harlem was you know what i mean just like every other hood except you know it's in harlem and you know spanish harlem is a special place yeah um culturally wise you know what i'm saying like you know certain people that came from here um the history is very deeply rooted you know what i'm saying even with like um you know even with like 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 organized crime and whatnot like this shit been around since forever in spanish yeah, harlem, forever, yeah. you know what i mean you had like italian mafia out here in the early 30s 40s 50s 60s out here you know what i'm saying Word. it wasn't it wasn't until like the the 70s i would say or like the late 60s when a lot of puerto ricans started coming over here in different backgrounds you know what i mean but this used to be dominated by jewish and italian you know what i'm saying right. so it's a lot of history in here man you know what i mean Word. so let's all right so let's jump into the history okay because um your parents are really important to you and your music you know your father has a really interesting story of how he got into this country you know what I mean? So um, do you think his bravery coming to the U.S. really helped you become who you are now? Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, when you a little kid, you know what I'm saying? Like, you hear these stories and, you know, you don't really analyze, like, what it took to get here. And when you get older and you realize that, damn, my pops was really on some trailblazer shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he, you know, my father, you know, he has... 10 brothers and sisters and mm -hmm. in that family he was the first person to take that risk and come to america you know what i'm saying right. we talking about 1979 80 wow. you know what i mean so yeah and then my pops you know he had to go through puerto rico first mm -hmm. change his name come in this country with a different name different alias so you know i, I think about that like i'm like wow you know have that man not did that never would have met my mom's you know what I'm saying? I probably never would have been born. I probably would have been a different type of nigga. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Somewhere else. I feel so, you. you know, these are like stories that don't never really be told. You know what I'm right. saying? And, and these are the stories that, you know, immigrants that shape this country, bro. Like, Thank you know you. what I mean? Thank and put, and put, again, you know, my father being a trailblazer, having that bravery, meeting my moms, and now a star is born. And now I'm going to do beautiful things you know what i'm yeah. saying like yeah and this this is a man from dominican republic bro you know what i mean like dirt poor you know what i'm saying so right when you get older you start looking like that and you start you start saying wow this is how god moves this is how god works right you feel me god already knew 40 50 years down the line you know what i'm saying like yeah. god god knew what my father was going to do when he was in his mom's womb you indeed. know what i'm saying true indeed so it was it, already it, written it was already written so it's deep man you know what i mean but my pops is it's an ill one. He's a he's a real dude, man. And again, you know, the older I get, I'm a father too. You just start appreciating my father. You know what I'm saying? I so I, I respect him on a different level. True indeed. True indeed. Right. I, I I love how you say that because um, you know, I have you know definitely a, a special relationship with you know my father. You know, may he rest in peace. You know, I'm being right. as though you know I'm an immigrant that you know came from Ghana. So I understand when you're talking about actually trailblazing and you know, wanting to set the standards for the family bloodline, you know what I mean? So I, I definitely get where you're coming from. I feel the love in your heart. Because you know what's crazy? Like, have he would have stood in DR again, like, 
he literally changed the course of a generation just yes. by doing that. You are mm -hmm. like the the course of a generation changed in the sense that, you know, because of what he did, now I'm being put in a position where I can make a difference and then my children's children could reap the benefits. And it yeah. all started with him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like my mm -hmm. mom, my mom is from this country. She's born in the US. So, you know, her, her, her history is slightly different. But my dad is a nigga who had to come here, sneak in here. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. go through a lot, you know what I'm saying, just to get in here. Exactly. So it, it, it's, it's ill when you think about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's ill. All right. Well, let's let's jump to this, man. Your sophomore album, All Eyes Off Me. You mm -hmm. were rapping, you, you know, you were rapping Latinos hard in, in hip-hop. You were known as the voice of the immigrants. Was that something you wanted to be known as? Uh, man. Um... Yeah, why not? I'm why I'm not? born I'm born of an immigrant, of course. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the thing is, you know, I, I, I took a pause before I answered that only because, you know, with with um you know, with with with, with the larger the task comes great responsibility. You feel exactly. me? So when you put the voice of immigrants, you know, I have to be tuned in and I have to be a hundred percent with my knowledge. Indeed. You know what I'm saying? Because I have to speak for everybody who looks like me and who has a similar kind of upbringing. You feel me? So I pause Indeed. for a minute, not because I don't want to be, but because it's something that you got to think about before answering. You dig? Like, Indeed. But but I, I, I do believe I'm one of the voices of an immigrant because I was born of an immigrant. I came from my daddy's nuts, you heard? So I'm exactly. born of that. So sure. I might not know much about the process as somebody else who's really in it, but I'm going to speak my truths the way I could speak it. Like, I'm going to speak my creativities, you know what I'm saying, my, what I know, you know what I'm saying, the music and the art. Like, I speak for the immigrants that, you know what I mean, who want to do the same thing, who got right. the same, who got the same dad or mom who came in this country and, you know what I'm saying, yeah. made sacrifices so that they could go up, you know what I mean? So I speak for those, for sure. Okay. Uh, so you know, with that being said, you, you, was that a lot of pressure for you? Is that a, is that a lot of pressure? Nah, hell no. Yo, I'm I'm a dude, man. I move best when this is pressure's on, man. Oh yeah, I already know. I'm hey, a witness. Hey, if I if I was in the NBA, man, they they gotta leave me in the fourth quarter. You heard? True day. That's True that's indeed. that's the type of time I'm on, man. Nah, nah. Um, I I never feel pressure, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, what I do is, you know, I overthink different things, but pressure is not one of them. Like pressure, I like I like to maneuver. Like even. In my recording process, even when performing, like I'm always, I feel like my back is always has been against the wall ever since. Even forget music, even like just my life in general, being from Spanish Harlem, I always had my back against the wall. Right. Always on, always was on pressure, or whatever. So I never was a dude that failed under pressure. You know what I'm saying? Like I never was scared under pressure. Never, never, never that. Okay, so you know, um, it's funny that you say that because. You know, with your father being a trailblazer, and of course, you know, that passes on down to you. You know, Latin trap is huge now with, let's say, you know, Bad Bunny and Ozuna. You yeah. know what I mean? So do you think you paved the way for artists such as those? 100%. That's what's up. Well, speak on it. Those are my those are, those are my sons without even knowing. True indeed. You know what I'm saying? But that's yes. how that's how art is, right? Like art, um, it's, it's, not, it's not always directly linked so i might have inspired bad bunny's best friend who mm -hmm. went to his crib one day and said yo 
Watch this Bodega Benz video. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's like that. I might have have inspired Ozuna's uncle. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So True. I I me personally, I don't know any I don't know any direct link with me and them. I don't. I never met those brothers. You know what I'm saying? But right. for a fact, they at least heard of Bodega Benz at least one time. That's a fact, oh, yeah. bro. No doubt. And I and I and I say that not because I think I'm some big star or whatever, only because when it comes to Latinos and it comes to our culture, especially in music, it's very small. And when one nigga make it or make a little bit of noise, yes. you all hear about it. You hear exactly. It? So just off that, I know my contributions are ready for hip hop thus far. Mm -hmm. Garners enough for even the big dudes to know who I am. Oh yeah. Now, are now they fans? Maybe not, but they heard of me. But they know for what sure. time it is. For sure, yeah. for sure, for sure. Two and three. All right. Well, let's. You know, let's jump from the music to, you know, to the silver, well, let's say silver screen or the tiny screen. 2017, you got your first role in Showtime's comedy series, Smilf. Mm -hmm. You know, how did that come about? Man, I was, I was laying in the bed with my wifey and I just got an email, man. Like, we looking for, we looking for Bodega Bams. Okay. And I'm like, and I'm like, look for Bodega Bams. And then like, we want him to audition for such and such. It's a show coming out that's going to be abc showtime as soon as i said abc showtime i jumped yeah. out that bed like it was cold water thrown on me bro. yeah I, I hopped out like oh nah but then i peeped the email was three days late so i'm like damn so i immediately hit him back luckily it even matter that's how god worked you see me because i got it three days late mm. but when it's your time it's your time right so days. it don't even matter how long it was in between me getting it the call was there. It was, it was already, already there. there. They want you. You feel me? So I hit him up, um, did an audition um, probably like the next day. And, they, and, and then they flew me out to Cali, uh, did another audition in front of the producers. And this is how crazy it is. Did another another audition in front of the producers and the creators. I, I, I thought I killed it. And I mean, I went there with my, you know, with my presence. I'm big on presence. Yeah, no doubt. And they passed on me. Right? So. Okay. So I was like, damn, that, that kind of hurt because mentally I was prepared. They already showed me how much money I was going to get. Like, mm. so they, I seen the contract, all that. So then they, when they passed on me, I'm like, damn, that kind of hurt. But there was something inside of me, bro, that I didn't allow myself verbally to say it's over. That's right. I didn't want to speak that into existence. The, you know, hey, thank you, thank you, so, thank you. So, so I kept it inside. Like, mm -hmm. nah, it ain't over yet. It ain't over. It ain't over. Right. So I kept it inside. And I was like, man, let me go back to music. And then two weeks following that, they said, listen, you know, even though um, they passed on bands for this role, right? We love bands so much that we want to create a whole new role for him for the show. And that's how so I got the back on the was show. Was already there. It was there. Right. And that's how and that's how I got back on it. Now the pay was different, but I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're getting exposure. You I won. just wanted I wanted the opportunity. You know what yeah. I mean? So so yeah, man, that opened the door to you know, that opened the door to what's to come. You know what I mean? Because I'm just getting started with the Hollywood game, bro. Indeed, I know. Uh did you always want to act? Always. Always. Always, always. That's why when I got the opportunity, like it was a dream come true. Like I can honestly say that. Like you see with music. It kind of fell into my lap. Like with music, I I went for it. With music, I worked at it. With music, I wanted it. You know what I'm saying? Like I wanted it. Acting was something that was like a childhood dream, bro. Acting mm -hmm. was something like it was something that was so impossible to me 
but I always wanted to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't have no avenues. I didn't know nobody that could put me in these offices. I didn't know no casting directors. I didn't know nobody as far as Hollywood go. You see rappers, we got rappers all over the place. I exactly. It's easy for me to get in rap. So it was a boyhood dream of mine to always act in the silver screen in Hollywood. I, I, you know, me and my brother Ola, we love movies. I grew up on movies. I, you know, saying like, I draw most of my inspiration from movies. You know right. what I mean? Like, so I'm big on movies. You know what I mean? Even being a young kid, like, I would be in dramas. You know what I'm saying? Like, every time there was a drama class, I would attend it. You know what I mean? Oh, like, wow. those are the little things that I could do naturally. I didn't know anything else. Right. But that's all. That's 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 where it, it's that's where it started. And that's where it ended. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't know nobody. The um the the closest I got to any kind of you know um Hollywood whatever was there was a show called Reading Rainbow right and it was real big when I was growing up yeah same here I know what you're talking about and my mom I don't know how she found out where the casting was but she found out where the casting was and she took me and it was offices like on Fifty Something Street in Manhattan I never forget I was about seven to eight years old I went to this office met this man he asked me to read mm -hmm. I read. And that was that. The niggas never called me back. So that was my only introduction. Introduction. And then after they ain't called me back, that was it. From 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 my mom, she probably was like, oh, I tried. It is what it is, you know. Because my mom is a, you know, what I'm saying she's a humble person. So that the dream could have died there, you are, but right. it didn't. You know what I'm right. saying? Like again, this is God already knowing. Thirty, twenty years down the line, what's going to happen? Right. So, uh, so do you think you'll ever stop music and act full time? For sure, for sure. I mean, oh. I don't because I don't want to. I don't want to. One trick pony. Yeah, I don't want to be fifty years old rapping, bro. Like I don't. Really, you know what I mean? There's, I don't, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I, I feel where you coming from. You feel you got more to do. Yeah, man. Like you know, yo, bro. I want to. I want to be able to lead a rap game in a position. Or a level where I'm like, nah, I'm good. You feel me? Right. Like I, I accomplished what I needed to accomplish. Let me not be greedy. Let me not over accomplish. You know what I'm saying? Like I, yeah. I like I want to be able to get to the mountaintop, bro, and come down. Like you yeah. know what's crazy? A lot of niggas get to the mountaintop and they stay up there. And what and you doing? Up. Yeah. You 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 stopping everybody else? Right. You supposed to go to the mountaintop, come back down, come bro. back down. Like if you see niggas who climb mountains, they don't stay up there. Nope. Niggas climb up the mountain and <laughs> come right back their, down. Take their pictures. Yeah, we here. Yeah. Come right back down. You know what I'm right. saying? So you know, once I, you know, that's how I kind of see my career as far as like music. Like you know, I want to get to a place where I am on the mountain top. You know what I'm saying? And then come back down. Let somebody else get on. Maybe it's gonna be through me, another person to get on. All I'm right. always gonna be involved in music though, bro. Like I, I'm always gonna like position myself to be a CEO of my own company. Sign other artists, yes. put other artists in position. So I'm always going to be in music. But as far as like me making music and stuff like that, right? I I, I definitely think that it should have a, a, a expiration date. Everything does, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't want to be that dude that's just taking up space. You know? I feel you. I feel you. Because you, you want you want to be productive. Because I hate exactly. Because I hate seeing that. Now I see a lot of old dudes. Niggas taking up space, bro. Like you living on your seniority and, and just your legendary status. Yo, move over, bro. Get out of here. Right. Get out of here. Yeah. Put somebody else on. Put somebody else in position. You know, I don't want to be that dude. Ever. Yeah. See, with acting, nigga, I can act I'm 80 years old. You see Morgan Freeman. Oh, yeah. 
No doubt. You, you see, you see my man Clint Eastwood. That man's like ninety one. Like 91, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Still because directing and making movies. Acting is cool because what? Even me, where, wherever I extend, I'm not blocking nobody else. You see, with music, you gotta be careful because who you with, what you do, you can block somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because this game is so just like this, especially in New York. They ain't new, it's not it's not a lot of leave here. So talk to him. All right, well, let's jump back to the music because your 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 album Poppy, you know, mm -hmm. released in 2018, you know, mm -hmm. was a real personal one. Mm -hmm. And gave an insight to, you know, your life. Were you making that album dedicated to your father? Yeah, um, yes and no. So It didn't start off like that, but mm -hmm. my brother had came up with the idea. And this was around the time when all that immigration shit was going crazy. Right. Um, this is around the time when Trump just first became president. He was mm -hmm. talking crazy. So Ola was like, yo, we should use um, our dad's immigration card. Because mm. he was looking through his old papers. Like, my father got old passports, old IDs. And he had his immigration card. Now... I was like, yo, that's 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 incredible. Like, I've never seen no rapper ever do some shit like that. You right. know what I mean? Like, use the immigration card. So I couldn't find, so I forgot what happened. So we found his card, but it wasn't a picture on it. It was weird. So I had to put some other, it's crazy. I had to put another picture of my father, like in later years, on right. the immigration card. When I showed him the album cover, he said, yeah. yo, why you have to, he said, why you have to choose that picture for me? I'm ugly here. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yo, Pa, what you mean? you like a gangster. He's like, come on, son. He's like, I, why you got to choose that picture for? Because my father, when he first got that card, he was, you know, he was skinny. He was a young dude, 20-something. Right. He was a bull. Right. I, the picture I used, he was already a dad. He had the dad bod. He was an older, washed-up nigga. You know what I'm saying? So he was, he, <laughs> he was tight that we used his, that, um, the wrong picture. But right. it, start, it, start, it didn't start off as that. It ended that way. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And then with the picture, Ola was like, yo, I got an idea for the intro. So... Right. That's how in the intro he got my dad talking. That was all Ola's idea, you know what I'm saying? But again, it, I, I like to, if people who follow me, they follow my music, I'm very deep on religion, I'm very deep on God, I'm very deep on like letting people know about my life. So right. I'm glad that I got my father a part of some art because that's gonna be forever, you forever. know what I'm saying? Yes. So once once my father moves on and, and meets and, and goes to goes to be with the Lord many years from now, that's gonna continue. You dig? When I'm gone, that's gonna continue. So again, man, it's, it was ill to, you know, have my father, his voice actually be on a rap song. Like that's, that's a legacy right there, bro. Mm-hmm. For oh, sure. Legacy. For sure. Do you think if your dad wasn't an immigrant that he would have such an impact on your music? Mm. Nah, I mean, maybe. You gotta understand, bro. My father, my father don't really got an impact. I, I think my father has an impact more on my hustle more than my music. I, mm. I think my dad, he just showed me never to give up. You know right. what I'm saying? Like I yeah. seen my father's perseverance. I seen his dedication to wanting something. You see, my father came in this country and I, I told you he had to have a different name right. before he met my moms. And then when right. he met my moms, he got his citizenship. But he worked a lot of odd jobs. He was a, a dishwasher. Um, he was a taxi driver. He worked in a factory. He was he did a lot of stuff. Blue collar. Right. But the yeah. one job my father always wanted was to be a superintendent. Mm. So so that was my father's dream job. So my father had to work first being a porter, maintenance. That's like the low level. 
Then he became a handyman. Then from a handyman, he you know he did a little bit of plumbing. Then from plumbing, he got his dream job and became a superintendent. And my father is a super of a building, bro, in Central Park West. Like straight white people, condominiums, like down the block, Michael J. Fox lived there. You know what I'm saying? Like that's right. so mind you, man with broken English, you know what I'm saying? Like with yeah. a hard worker. So right. that is what had the heavy influence on me. Mm-hmm. The influence of yo, I'm 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 gonna get it until I get it. You know, my father don't understand why I do music. My father don't know how nice I am. My father don't know, you know, all he knows is I'm successful, but he don't know to what level or to what extent. He don't know how fans feel about me, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he like he'll see people stop me in the street, but he don't know because of you know the the, the English. I mean, excuse me, the, the language barrier. The language barrier, yeah. And where he's from, he wouldn't know how it feels. If somebody telling me your bodega bands you the greatest, like that don't change his perspective on me. I remember my father for a long time before I actually got an opportunity and started making money in this shit. My father was telling me, like, yo, you gotta have a plan B. And I didn't want to hear that. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to hear no plan B. Right. My my father used to tell me, he was like, Yo, you know, this game, my father's an old school Dominican. So he's like, This game is for the blacks. That's what he said. This game is for the blacks and for the whites. It's not for us. He's like, they're not gonna let us in. Which that's what he see. He don't that's see he nobody. Sees. He don't see nobody that look like him. He don't see nobody that talk like him. Okay. So I had a conversation with him. I said, I said, yo, I said, yo, pal, let me ask you something. How how long you had to work before you became a super? And he was like, I had to work ten years before I become a superintendent. Mm-hmm. I said, yo, pal, would you have worked an extra ten years before you did it? He said, yeah, I would work for extra ten years. I said, so that's the same thing with me. I said, so don't tell me not to stop what I'm doing now. I'm pursuing it. It doesn't matter how long it takes. Until I get it, I'm going to get it. Yeah. So I had to break it down to him like that. I had to break it down with how he did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't forget about what's music. It's it's about the path you chosen, the path you wanted to go to. You want to be a super? I want to do music. So it doesn't matter how long it takes for me to get there the same way it didn't matter how long it took for you to get there. Right. So I had to break it down. And once I did that to him, I opened up his eyes, bro. You know, he's an old school dude. So when I did that parable for him, it, it just opened up his whole understanding. He never really asked me about plan B. You know what I'm saying? Like he got my picture, he got a picture of me when I did the um I did a campaign for Reebok and I had a poster. He got the poster hung up and all that. You know what I'm saying? Like he yeah, understands. Yeah, he know he know his yeah. son is out here, you know what I mean? Word. Did did uh did your father get to listen to that album? Hell no. That nigga nah. ain't listen. Nah, that nigga ain't listen to shit. He be seeing my videos, you know what I'm saying? Like he seen my videos. He sees me when I'm acting. Um I, I had did a um a guest star on a show called FBI. Right. That's on that's on CBS. He saw that. You know what I'm saying? Um um he saw I think he saw me when I was on Showtime when I was on Smith. So he get to see that too. But the music, nah, I don't expect him though. He right. I don't expect, my mom though, heavy. Mom? My mom listened to everything. My okay, mom that's is, what's up. My mom is my biggest fan, bro. My mom is my biggest fan. Word. Word. Okay. Um, let me let me jump into something that's uh definitely uh touching um for the fans and I know definitely for you. Last year you paid homage to ASAP Yams. You know, we know he was a very close friend, your brother. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How did your friendship come about? Uh my friendship came about uh through somebody else um putting us together. So um I had met Yams in 2011. Uh-huh. Um he had came to my crib. I had a studio uptown. 
and he had came to my crib with Rocky to do a record for my man Smoke Dizzer right. called, called Four Loco. And they came to my crib, um, and that's when I briefly met Yams. This is around the time when they about to pop off. So right. um, when he left, I had DM'd him, you know, extending my hand saying, yo, bro, thank you for stopping by. It was great to meet you, man. Like, you know, here's my number, man. If, you know what I mean? Let's chop it up. Right. And he, re and he replied, yo, I've been wanting to fuck with y'all. Part of my, my language. He's like, I've been wanting to mess with y'all. He was like, um, he said, my, he said, such and such told me to mess with you. Anything you need from me, I got you. Like, I'm here. So this is around the time, again, when they're about to explode. You heard? Right. Right. He's telling me he got me. So from that message, I replied back. I think he came back to the crib the next day. When he came wow. back to the crib the next day, I remember... I was like excited, bro. I was like a kid in the candy store when he came back, yeah. bro. Yeah, no Cause doubt. Because cause, cause, cause I knew, I'm like, wow. Like, I've been doing this shit for like eight years before I met this nigga. I'm like, yo, this nigga could really change, change my, yeah. my whole perspective on everything. Like, he was so influential. So it made me excited because I knew it was about to go down. Like, I just knew. And, and it was to the point where, like, I was even saying like yo is he really gonna come back to the crib like is he really gonna come through <laughs> yeah. because because i was so used to people not giving me their word you heard like i was yeah. so used to people not That's not common. keeping their word it's yeah yeah it's so 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 when he said he was going come check niggas and and do what he was supposed to do word i took it with a grain of salt mm. but when he came back to the crib bro we was thick as thieves after that after we, was, we was side by side like because i always knew Yo, once I get one-on-one -on -one with him, like, once me and Ola, we one-on-one we -on -one with Yams, he gonna love us, and I'm gonna love him. And that's how it happened, bro. Like, once we got one-on-one -on -one with him, we yeah. sat in the crib till, like, 5 in the morning, bro, smoking mad Newports, drinking mad Henny. We ain't leave the crib until the sun was out, bro. I remember the sun was coming out, bro. It was just a beautiful time. And then from then on there, Yams was fully a part of everything I did. It was with yeah. me. So what, so what were some of the lessons you learned from him? To be yourself. Mm. Be yourself, man. That that was the main lesson I learned from him. Just to be yourself. Um and, and 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 yeah, be yourself, bro. And 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 just and show love too. You know what I'm saying? And not be afraid to take risks. That nigga Yin was an ill nigga, bro, because again, like this was a dude that like everything about him from the way he walked, the way he talked, the way he dressed, it was yeah. just influential. Like he yeah. was just he was he was operating on a different level, you heard? Like, yeah. um, you know, he was younger than me too, you know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. you know, he I always looked at him like, like a little brother, you know what I'm saying? Right. But his knowledge was superior. Yeah. So I was one I'm one of them older dudes that I don't mind listening to the youngins, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I don't mind how getting you feel, how you how you expect to learn. And and I'm glad that I was open minded to him. Again, you gotta understand, bro. I come three, four years older than him, so our upbringing is is different in the sense that you know, four years is a lot as far as like just technology wise, streets and all that type of shit. Yeah. So it's a huge gap. It's a huge gap. So you know, he taught me just to be yourself and and, and to be confident in yourself. Like I grew up in this, and I grew up in an area where in, in an era where you couldn't even do certain shit because it was frowned upon, bro. Yeah. Like I I couldn't even embrace me being latino because you know i have other people laughing at me you heard like so right. 
that's the kind of, that's the type of time I, I, I that's the era I came up on. You know, you meet this young guy, this influential dude who's just being him. And right. people love it. And he came at a time where the internet was changing the whole internet. Right. So, you know, again, bro, like I, I'm I'm just so I'm just so proud and happy that I, I got to be a part of that man's history. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you can't even separate the two. You can't even separate me from yours, bro. As, no good. matter what you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, and again, you know, he ASAP, but me and him, everybody who know him. They knew how how deep our love was. You heard right. you know what I'm saying, like to the point where they thought we was cousins. You know, his mom over time told me how much I looked like him. You know what I'm saying, like so. You know, I'm glad I got. I'm glad I got to. You know, share, share anything with that man, bro. Yes. Even if, I, I see, I, I see it in your eyes, and I hear it in your voice, man. Um, you know, with that being said, I mean, what do you want the people to know about Yams in order to keep his memory alive? I mean, you're already doing it through the music and the acting, but what are some of the other things that you feel that people need to know, you know, in order to keep Yams out here? Man, I will say his mom is working on a documentary, um, a real official documentary about him. Um, and I think that's going to really... You know, because again, you know, we live in, you know, we live in a day and age where everything you kind of like, everything you kind of like know about him is already available. Yeah. Right? Like you, you can read about it or whatever. But yes. I think when his mom put this documentary together, she's going to get real deep. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, one of the things why me and Yen's really clicked up also is because we share the same culture in the sense that his mom is Dominican, his dad is Puerto Rican, my, my pops is Dominican, my mom is Puerto Rican. So, we had the same kind of upbringing as far as like culture-wise. Like we right. ate the same foods, we listened to the same music. Right. So in the game, he ain't had that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like even, you know, with, with the people he was around, they couldn't right. relate to that. They couldn't relate to his mom, her first language is Spanish. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, so when he meet a nigga like me and my brother, tan boys, oh nah, this is my family. You know what Word. I'm saying? So, Word. you know, um, again, like, you know, I don't know when his mom is, is going to drop that or when she's going to start it, but in due time, in due time, it's going, it's going to really blow the doors off a lot of things because you know, his story needs to be told in yeah. its entirely. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, and you know, his, 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 you know, ASAP, they do a great job in preserving his name. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, they do a great job. I can't even hold them. You know what I mean? They do a great job. Those dudes are influential in their own right. So, you know, all right. Well, well let's talk about, you know, your new offering El Camino. Mm -hmm. What was the process and the goal for this album, Bo? Well, you um, so I started making this album, and I thought to myself, if I could make one last album, how would it sound? Mm. So that's that's the process I I went. That's the process I had going into it. Right. The, the first song that I made on this album was the title track El Camino, which is mm -hmm. the last song on the album. Right. So. As I started the process of, man, let me just make one last album. Let me see how this shit would sound. And, you know, little by little, I started constructing this album. Like, it was about to be my farewell album. But now, bro, I know this album is a segue to a masterpiece that's coming. Mm. Because, you know, I, I feel so proud and I feel so confident in this album in particular because of the climate and music that is going on right now 
and yeah. because of how vulnerable and how real it is, like, like anybody who don't follow me thus far in my career, like, like I try to be as relatable as possible. Yeah, as possible. And I feel like this album, I really nailed it. You know what I'm saying? And again, maybe it is because I felt like it was gonna be my last album. Right. So maybe it is I kind of like let my guards down and just said, whatever, I'm going to roll the dice. Right. And again, you talk about the pressure. It's like, you know, that's 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 putting pressure on myself saying, you know, it's going to be my last album. But I felt like I delivered. I delivered. So, so I, I, so I, pardon the cut your wisdom because you said, because you said that this was possibly, you know, your last album, but then you said this is maybe a segue into a masterpiece. So the rumblings were true. You were really about to be, you know, done with the music altogether? Yeah, yeah, bro. Yo, bro, man, I've been wanting to be done with the music since like 2000, since Yams died, bro. I've been wanting to be done. Mm. I've been wanting to be done with music for a minute, but I'm not done only because I love the fans and right. I love to create, mm. right? And I don't do it for nothing else, but for those two reasons. The money, like money is good. I right. still haven't I still haven't touched the money that I feel like I should be touching yet. Right. But but I make good enough money to where I, I'm able to provide for my family and that's a blessing, right? Indeed. Um but yeah, bro, I I'm always talking to myself as as like why am I in this? You know what I mean? Like right. what am I what am I doing this shit for? Like why am I continuing to do it? Like I'm mm. always having this constant conversation. And and it has a lot to do with also my my spirituality like, you know what I mean? Like you know, I'm 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 drawn closer to God. Like mm. I'm, my my faith is stronger, so it's a constant battle. As far as like I know that you know this music game, this is the devil's playground, bro. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Right. And I'm a, I'm aware of that, and and I'm a child of God, and I understand that it's oil and vinegar. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like so, I can maneuver, but my heart is in a different place than a lot of people. So I'm not gonna be doing it for the same reason these other niggas is doing it. So I'm constantly asking myself, like, yo, should I continue? Like, man, I don't. But again, like, I just feel like, you know, it, it ain't in me yet to 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 to, to yeah. put up the gloves. You heard? It's about? not. It's not. Well, let me um pop in because, man, the comments are going off, and we have some people asking, you know, questions. Um, one question is from the homie Bigger. He's asking, any future uh projects with Salam Remy? Yo, man. Um. Yeah, man. I mean, we gotta do we gotta do the um the no Bonti shit again, bro. We gotta right. do that album again, man. Yeah, yeah we gotta... that was that was hot. That yo, was bro. that was a sleeper. That was a sleeper, man. But this is what I'm saying about like, yo, imagine how how it feels as an artist. Like you know how great of an album you got, and it just flies over niggas' head. Right. Like it takes a toll, like on your on your own confidence, bro. Like, right. you got to be a strong dude in this game. So, you know, I knew how good that album was. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I, that album is even better now. Like, I feel like it just continues to get better. Um, I seen Joel Ortiz, I think it was a few days ago, he posted a video where, um, of the video we did, and he got a lot of good feedback. Um, right. Yeah, man, I mean, Salon, that's my guy, bro. I yeah. would love to do another album with Salon. Salam is a call away. I can speak to Salam anytime I want. I can pull up on Salam in Miami anytime I want. Me and him have a great rapport. And I always wanted to work with Salam. Always, right. always. Like, 
I call myself Salon's favorite rapper. Like, that's how close me and my nigga is. You okay, know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I'll I be in his comments. I hit the nigga up like, yo, what's your favorite rapper? Call me back, man. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> Salon is my dude, man. I learned a lot from Salon. And, and, and that experience, you know what I mean, when he put me, Joel Ortiz, and Nitty Scott in the same room, yeah. you know, I went crazy, man. Like yeah. I wish, I wish we recorded it. But Salam is an introvert. He didn't want to. Yeah, no. want to have. He didn't want to have cameras. But I went so crazy because I was pushing these niggas, bro. Like bro. I was pushing these niggas. Like I was, I was because I, I wanted the best out of them because I knew I was gonna do the best. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I had. So it was a fun time. I, it was like boot camp. I remember when we put that. We did the album in four days. Oh, four days? We did the album in four days, bro. We went to Miami for four days, nigga, nonstop working. Nigga, Salam had like, Salam in his crib, he got like three studios. He got a studio on the top floor, middle floor, and the, and the basement. So while Joel was on the top floor, I'm in the basement. When Joel done, he coming down, I'm going up. Okay, okay. So it was just back and it was, back a, it was and like forth. a carousel, bro. Up the mountain, one up down, one come down. Yeah, it was, it was incredible, man. Then we eating, then we drinking. Nigga, we ran through the Henny, the Henny budget the first day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, ran through that shit. You know what I'm saying? Word. Um, word. Okay. De definitely, definitely, definitely more more songs with Salon and more more records. Word. And had another question. Do you another question that came in was do you still con got contact with the Flatbush uh zombies? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um shout out to Juice, shout out to um Eric. He just dropped the album. He moving around here, you know, he's doing his solo thing, which is incredible. Cause you know, I always felt like, you know, they're 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 incredible as as a group. Um, I would love and I always wanted to see how they would fare as solo artists. So I see Eric doing his thing. He's being the first person to do that. Yeah. But you know, Eric is the producer, he's like the brains behind all that. You know what I mean? He's the nigga who who makes everything, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are my guys forever, bro. Those are the dudes that took me on tour. For the first time, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, we made money on tour. Like, they put real money in my pocket. Like, they, I'm always going to be there. You know, the whole you know what I'm saying? I'm always going to be there for them, yo. Word. Those are my That's guys. Peace. That's peace, man. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and possibly end it off with this because, you know, you and I, we definitely have some history. Um, the first time me uh, actually running into you, meeting with you, was uh, with my homie AG the Coroner. Mm. It was my first time coming out Spanish Harlem for the Puerto Rican Day Parade. That's crazy. And That's we the last ran, time I seen AG. Right. And we ran into you. And the rest of that day, we ended up mobbing all around Spanish Harlem from from one spot to another. So that was my introduction to the Tam Boys and, and, and you know, the whole aura and the energy of things. So uh, I want to end it off with this. Uh, what is your advice to other MCs trying to do music independently? Because... You know, the way you, you talk, you know, so far as with, you know, the influence from your father and then, you know, the good people you got around you in order to keep making good music and them showing you, you know, I guess in good faith, you know, from from band, from from yams to, you know, the Flatbush Zombies. You know, what advice do you have for these other young MCs coming up who are possibly watching your blueprint? Man, what advice I got, bro? Yeah. Yo, mentally prepare yourself, please, for the rigors and the 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 the, the tortures hmm. of the business and the game, bro. Tell them the um, truth. Man, listen, like you know, I had to learn a lot of things on my own, and you know, I never really had a big homie. I didn't want one. You know what I'm saying? I never right. had no 
OG in the rap game or a label put their arm around me and told me this is how I had to do it. I had to learn from a lot of trial and error. Right. Um, you know, one of my you know, one one of the things that I had to learn on the, on my own was very, very few you gonna find friends in this shit, bro. Right. You're not gonna find too many friends, bro. You, right. you know what I mean? This is a use, use game. And it's good to be useful, right? You wanna always be useful, but don't take it personal when your light start going out and niggas ain't picking up their phone no more. Mm-hmm. Or niggas is acting different, or niggas mm. ain't supporting the same way. You see, I, it took me a lot to get used to. I, I still, you know, battle with it a little bit. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, I, I went, I've I've seen people proclaim me to be the greatest thing ever, and then I can't even get their support now. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So it yeah. it, it, it it um, this shit's gonna humble you, bro. This shit gonna break you. It's going to break you, and especially if you're doing it for the right reasons. If your message is to y'all want to inspire. I want to influence. I want to make a difference. I want to be historic. When you got these kind of messages, bro, your heart is in the right place. But sadly, this business don't respect good hearts. So you got to have your heart in check. Keep it good. Because no matter what I went through, niggas can never change my heart. You feel me? They can right. change my attitude. You know, I could change my outlook on a certain, on certain yeah. things. But my heart has always stayed the same. So. Yeah. I would say, man, the the best advice I I mean I could give niggas advice for days, but I could talk for forever. But yeah. I would just I would just say like this shit is nigga, this shit is like 10% talent, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? This shit right. is 10% talent. This shit is about hard work and about mental state. And those two things you gotta have intact. Because right. the, because you can have all the talent in the world, but the dude next to you, he'll bust your ass with the hard work. Facts. And he'll get you out of there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Dude next to you who's a mental juggernaut, yeah. Who, he'll get you out, he'll get the talent nigga out of here. You know what I'm right. saying? So you gotta make sure you mentally prepared and you a hard worker, bro. Because what goes up comes down. So even if you're the most talented dude, eventually you're gonna come back down, bro. Exactly. And 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 if you're not a good dude, right, if you wasn't humble, if you wasn't mentally strong, right, niggas don't care how talented you is, bro. No. You could be the, the greatest performer in the world, bro. Niggas is not caring. I don't care. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, be mentally prepared, man, for the for, for the for the ups and downs of this game. This game is treacherous. Treacherous. But, but depending on what your message is, you'll be able to answer if it was worth it. Man, uh Bams. Words of wisdom, I want to thank you for, you know, joining me on this Sunday night, you know what I'm saying? Though The last time, like I said, you know, we was chopping it up in D.C., but just to give you a heads up, you know, I'm out here in NYC now. This is my new home. So oh, yeah. where, we where, where, where you at, in Brooklyn? I'm in Bushwick. Oh, yeah. I'm in Bushwick. Matter of fact, I was just with, with, with the homie 1000 Words yesterday. Yeah, that's my dog. That's yeah, my that's dog. my brother, man. Him in New Vegas Films. So, you know, they gave me a proper welcome, you know what I'm saying? So... I know we'll definitely be uh, tapping in uh, in the physical very soon. But again, sure. Bams, thank you so much for joining me, man. Continue success to everything you do, man. And, um, you know, keep being an inspiration to all out there, my brother, for real. Love is love, man. God bless you. I, I appreciate the opportunity, bro. All right, sure enough. Love. Peace. Okay, I think my brother tapped out. And this was another episode of Chopping It Up with the Conduit. We have Bodega Bams in here, as you can see, um, dropping plenty of jewels, man, for plenty of us to, you know, take these lessons and add it on to our life cycle. Um, 
like I'm saying, I'm overwhelmed with a lot of, you know, the support that we've been having with chopping it up with the conduit um, as of late. You know, like I said, this was a idea that came up during, you know, COVID and is now into the second season. And we have great ideas and, you know, more content to bring to y'all. So again, I thank y'all for joining, man. Please make sure that you uh, share, you know, subscribe, comment. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts you know, SoundCloud, uh, Audio Mac, of course, and podcast on Vivo. And uh, again, thank you for joining me. This has been another episode of Chopping It Up with the Conduit. And um, I will see y'all next time. Please remember, you already know what the deal is. Uh, practice social distancing, you know, keep your mask, and please check on your loved ones. You know what I'm saying? Again, thank you, man. Peace and love. Trap out your house. The loyalty bought the sign. I won't renew your lease. Now you got a mansion and China. Watch. I never dreamed.